The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Extra 1063 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. Dan, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and I know you love it. Well, listen, <laughs> I don't love it nearly as much as you love it, Jim, but uh, listen, I love it when. I get to Christmas Eve because I have a very difficult December, but you love it the whole the whole December. Hey, I let know. me tell you something. I love it because there, you know, as trite as it may sound, there 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 is magic in the air. People seem to be happier. They seem to they seem to be in a good mood. They're giving. They're taking. You know, uh, so I think it's great. And the center the center of Christmas has always been okay as far as symbolism. The Christmas tree. You gotta have a Christmas tree. But a not just any Christmas tree, right? Not just any Christmas tree. A real Christmas tree. The smell, you know, there's there's nothing like it. As much as these companies try to make these artificial trees real, look real. They don't look as real as a real. There's nothing like a real tree. I have never in my family and all the time I've been alive in all these years, and I've been around a long time. <laughs> Never have I had an artificial tree. And never will you have And an never will tree. I have an artificial tree. And I really think, although some people may try an artificial tree once in a while, most of the time they come back to it. So, you know, we're coming into the holiday season here, and we always try to have a, a, a kind of a Christmas show. And we're going to bring back an old friend, a veteran from the All Four Seasons Home Show. He's taken time out in his busiest season to be here and share information about trees, how to care for them, et cetera. And the All Four Seasons Home Show would like to welcome back Mr. Matt Bowman, who has the company Tradition Trees. Matt, welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm happy to be here. It is the most magical time of year, special time of year, and uh, we are awful busy, but uh, I'm happy to make time for your listeners. Well, it's great to have you here, and uh just like a lot of subjects we have here on the All Four Seasons Home Show, there's a lot more to it than people think there are. And if you could get, maybe give our audience just a short little bio of yourself and how does a guy like you end up getting in the Christmas tree business? How did this all happen? You know, it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a long storied history. I've been selling Christmas trees since 1996, believe it or not. So uh, that dates myself a little bit. I'm uh, almost embarrassed to admit how long I've been doing it. But uh, since 96, I've been selling Christmas trees. I, I got serious about it in 2006 when I started uh, branding it as Tradition Trees. But we've been around since 2006. We usually pop up. Uh, three or four lots around the city. Uh, we're a full-service Christmas company. We offer delivery installation plus removal and recycling. And you'll see our crews right now out, out in Atlanta decorating homes, putting lights on gutter lines and roof lines and landscape trees. Um, and our, our lots uh, have opened on uh, November the 20th. So we're, we're busy right now selling Christmas trees at our retail locations. We've got four of them around the city. I love, I love the name, damn Tradition Trees, because that's what it's all about. A Christmas tree is tradition, you know? Yeah. And, 
No, 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 no doubt. That's a and, very good name. Yeah, you know, now I, I, I know we're going to get into a lot of things, but this is this is very important to me. You sell a lot of Christmas trees. You you sell a lot of your services, but you also always make it a point to donate every year too. Talk about what you do for the community. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it is a season of giving, right? I mean, the the we, we like to say, don't forget the reason for the season. Um, and that is to celebrate Jesus's birthday. And and uh, the whole idea behind the season is, is a season of giving, giving gifts to, to your loved ones, friends, and family. And we just think it's a, a the right thing to do is to give back to the community. We support the Atlanta Community Food Bank, Eastlake Foundation, the Friends of Winship Cancer Institute, and Children's Healthcare of Atlanta with um, with cash donations. A percentage of every sale goes to, to one of those worthy charities. We also donate a lot of uh, wreaths and other materials for uh, for sale for some of these not-for-profits. And um, yeah, it's a big part of the season, and, and we're happy to do it. So, so folks, remember, when you go out and you do business with Tradition Trees at one of their lots here in Metro Atlanta, um, you know, a portion of that money goes to, goes right back to our community in, in, in helping the people that need the help the most. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, what percentage of people in the U.S. have an artificial tree versus get a real tree? Do you know anything about that? You know, it's actually close to 50-50 in terms of uh, the number of, of folks celebrating Christmas. Um, we sell about, uh, the industry sells about 35 million Christmas trees uh, nationwide, and that that number will you know fluctuate a little bit here and there. Um, you've probably been hearing the news uh, this year. There's definitely a shortage of live Christmas trees as well as a shortage of artificial trees coming over from uh, uh, across the ocean there in China, where they where they make most artificial trees. The supply chain issues that uh, lots of businesses have been experiencing is definitely affecting the artificial tree industry um, here stateside. With real trees, uh, we're still suffering a little bit from believe it or not effects of the recession back in 2008 and 2009. Uh, uh, farmers didn't have enough money to put trees back in the ground. So normally when we plant Christmas trees, we'll plant three trees for every one we cut. For a few years there, it was almost a reverse of that. For every three we cut, we'd only plant one. So at this point, we're dealing with a shortage of trees, particularly in the 7 to 8, 8 to 9, and 9 to 10 range. It's almost the perfect storm. I know that's kind of a, a trite uh, metaphor, but uh, the, the fires on the West Coast this summer also affected some Christmas tree farms. So there's just a ton of pressure on the supply chain for for real trees. So I advise everyone to get out there early and buy trees. Imagine that, Jim. A supply chain problem. We've <laughs> right, never talked about that on this show. Uh, listen, Matt, I, and we've, we've done this a few times, but I share with the listeners a different kind of Christmas trees. What, you know, what what types of ones there are, what, which ones we have here in the South and all over the country. Sure. There's uh, actually 11 different types of trees recognized by the uh, National Christmas Tree Association as Christmas trees. Um, I can go into every every detail, but a lot of them you wouldn't you wouldn't have heard of. Here in the southeast, the primary tree is the good old Fraser fir. It's native to the southern Appalachians. Uh, most of the trees that we'll see here in the, the southeast are going to be your Fraser fir. <laughs> Folks are growing them in eastern Tennessee, western North Carolina, Virginia, uh Pennsylvania even. And at this point, they're growing some up in Canada, even in Michigan. And, and some folks have planted them over on the over on the West Coast. But the Fraser's kind of the tried and true uh, quality Christmas tree. We call it the Cadillac of Christmas trees. It's got that nice, beautiful smell that everyone loves to, to fill up the home with. It's got a nice, sturdy branch to hold even your heaviest of ornaments. And the best part is it really holds up well. As long as you take care of it in the home, make sure it gets a fresh cut on it before you put it in the home and keep water in there, uh, that tree will last. There's some other varieties that folks have heard of. Uh, Douglas fir is another popular variety. Uh, Scotch pine, that's a good, good old Midwestern tree there. Some Leland cypresses down in South Georgia. Some of our listeners down there are probably used to having a Leland cypress. Noble firs out on the West Coast. There's a there's a tree called the concolor fir. Uh, and then balsams out of Canada are another popular one. Wow. 
So, other than the Frasier, I mean, what what is your favorite? It sounds like that might be your favorite one. It absolutely is my that. favorite. Yeah, it's it's a big part of the market. We we sell almost exclusively Frasier. We're bringing in some balsams this year just to make sure that we have enough for everybody. But uh, yeah, the Frasier can't beat the smell. Beautiful dark green color, nice silver underside of the needle, and um, yeah, it's just it's the best. It holds this needles pretty good. It too, does absolutely. Yeah, as long as you take care of it in the home, it's a great one. You know, I, you know, we talked about a little bit on the supply chain side, but. What about costs? Are we looking for, I mean, is, is, is that all pushed up too, just yeah, like a little everything bit of, yeah, else? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, unfortunately, we've got higher freight costs. We've got higher higher labor costs. Um, I have some uh, some friends in the business right now are still looking for folks to put a chance on the hand and help help uh, help harvest up in the mountains. So, uh, yeah, the costs are running a little bit, 5 to 10% more this year. Um, again, it's, it's just, it's more about going out and getting it. I, I'm really highly recommending that everybody get out there and get your Christmas tree. We try to make it really easy for you tradition trees uh, you can go on our website at traditiontrees.com and shop online and you can either pick it up in the store or order it for delivery well you know what i i uh i really like about tradition trees there's no middleman you have your own Christmas tree farms, right? Why don't you touch on that? Sure, we do. We have uh, we have some leases up in North Carolina where we do harvest trees for our our, uh, our customers. We also buy from a lot of other sm- small farmers. That's one of the advantages. I've been in the business for so long. I've got great relationships with small farmers. They cut them when I tell them to cut them, so it's not all cut all at once. Some of our big box stores, will they're selling so many trees that they have to cut them in October, believe it or not. There's some crazy stories about cutting it in October and sinking them into a pond and then pulling them back out when they need to ship them down to uh, down to market. So our trees are usually cut within two or three days of getting to Atlanta. We take great care of them once they're here. We keep them in water, keep them shaded, keep them cool. So we're always getting fresh trees throughout the season for our customers. Interesting. Well, listen, let's talk about uh, once we get it home, how do we take care of these to make sure we keep them in good shape and they can make it through the holidays? Absolutely. That's definitely a big part of it. The last thing you want is a dried out uh, tree for, for uh, Christmas Day. Uh, the biggest thing is to make sure it stays in water. Um, and part of that is to make sure you have an appropriate stand, right? So you want to have a stand that can hold a ton of water. Uh, at our lots, we'll put it on the stand for you. If you, if you. Even if you bring a stand from home or buy one of ours, we will put it on for you. And usually we'll make sure that that stand is appropriate for the size tree and really can hold enough water. So we want to put a fresh cut on the tree. That's about a half inch to an inch off the bottom. It's kind of like a cut flower. That tree only drinks through the outer rings. If you guys remember your biology, from back in the day, the xylem and the phloem. That's what's, uh, they're, they're kind of the veins of the tree and they're they uh, they're on the outside bark, the live bark. Inside wood, that white wood is is old growth, right? It doesn't, it doesn't water doesn't flow up it. We have customers who are always like, make sure you drill a hole in the in the bottom of it. Well, that's not going to do a whole heck of a lot of good. You really need to expose those, uh, those veins of the tree. So you put that fresh con on it. As long as you get it in water within two or three hours, it's going to be good to go and it's going to drink all season. You'd be surprised at how much these trees drink. Honestly, a seven, eight foot tree can easily drink a gallon a day. So we want to make sure that that stand stays full of water. Uh, you want to check it every day. Um, honestly, the first couple of days, you want to check it almost morning and evening and uh, just make sure you keep water in that stand. We also recommend turning off any heat vents that that tree is near. If it's going to be in front of a south facing window where the sun can still shine on, uh, shine on it, it will. Uh, it can dry out there too. So it's kind of you know important to pick a spot of the home where it's not going to get a ton of sunlight through through the windows. That being said, there's nothing wrong with throwing in front of that window to, to make it look good from the road for, for your neighbors and friends. But yeah, water, 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 fresh cut and, and get that water in there. Yeah. Any, anything, anything we need to put in the water to 
there's some products out there that can help. There's some tree preservative stuff, which is, um, you know, more or less the same kind of stuff that they sell for cut flowers. We sell a, a product called Prolong that we think uh, is pretty effective. Um, other than that, nothing too hot, nothing too cold. There's all sorts of uh, old wives' tales of aspirin and, and uh, throw a little Sprite in the water. Uh, I don't know if that really is effective or not, but um, the main thing is just making sure there's enough water in there and you get that tree cut before, it, uh, before you put it in the stand. Well, we're up against a break here, folks. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Matt Bowman of Tradition Trees talking about all things to do with Christmas tree and decorating. It is the season. And we're going to be right back after this break, so don't go away. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkos, and it is the most wonderful time of the year. And because of that, we got our special Christmas show. And when you talk about Christmas, you can't talk about Christmas in Metro Atlanta without talking about tradition trees. We have Matt Bowman, who owns traditional tradition trees here in Atlanta. And we're talking about Christmas trees and uh how to take care of them, the different kinds, and we're going to get into decorating and everything else. But uh, anyway, Matt, um, let's talk about how do we how do we start t- cutting a tree out in the forest and bringing it in our home and decorating? How did this all start? Do you know anything about that? Sure, it's it, it is it is interesting, right? We we once a year we bring a, a live Christmas tree into our homes. The uh, the story of the Christmas tree actually goes back millennia, believe it or not. Uh, we're going to go back to to Europe, basically to uh, what is now known as Germany. A lot of the the tribes up there would um, uh, celebrate the solstice, the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, by bringing in an evergreen tree into their possibly a cave uh, into a hut and, and then slowly but surely into into their home. So this this practice had been going on for a long time and the the evergreen tree would be a reminder for these folks that uh, uh, all was not lost. The sun was going to come back and uh, the days would get warmer. It was kind of a sign of like okay, we're at the we're at the shortest time of the year and at some point the the crops will grow again and and we'll have the renewal that happens in the spring and and it really always did they knew how to how to coincide that with the uh the actual solstice in the winter time which is usually right around december 20th december 21st so fast forward a couple centuries and we get to uh uh the kind of the middle ages where um roman catholicism started entering uh that part of europe and the church would send missionaries out to these these tribes and uh a, a gentleman by the name of saint boniface in the seventh century a.d uh recognized this 
practice, and it coincided with the celebration of Christmas, and he was able to use uh, the triangular shape of an evergreen to help convert these tribes. He used the evergreen shape to represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So like many practices, the church kind of usurped it, if you will, to uh, to become part of their tradition in the in the wintertime. So um, they were able to uh, use the, the Christmas tree to celebrate uh, Christmas and, and explain to these tribes uh, what was going on with uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Trinity. Uh, so that kept going, and and before you know it, we're into uh, kind of the Renaissance time. There's, uh, I think, since um, the early 14th century in, in Riga, which is in Latvia, they've been putting up a Christmas tree in their town square. Uh, so really those Baltic peoples, the German peoples, uh, really enjoyed the Christmas tree. Um, then we kind of fast-forwarded into the uh, the 19th century when the, uh, the Hanoverians were in charge over there in England, um, and Queen Victoria actually married Prince Albert. Prince Albert was a German. He was from Saxony, part of Germany, and he had fond memories of his childhood bringing a Christmas tree into his home. So in 1841, he brought a 18-foot Christmas tree into Windsor Castle for the first time, and he was a Christmas fanatic. He really had fond memories of his brothers and sisters celebrating Christmas in their native Germany, and he made it a big deal in England. And before you know it, little Christmas tree stands were popping up in, in London, um, and the, Germ- the English people as well as the Germans just loved it. The press loved it. There was so much about it, and England really loved Queen Victoria. They loved her rule, and they loved Prince Albert. So before you know it, the whole country was starting to to bring Christmas trees into their home, and it really crossed the Atlantic pretty quickly. The first record of Christmas tree sales in New York City was actually 1851, where a, a man went up to the Catskill Mountains, and he brought some, some spruce and some fir trees down to New York City. Uh, I think I remember seeing that you could get a, a seven-footer for a nickel, and a tree over eight feet would cost you 25 cents. Now, we've had a little inflation since then, but... Uh, <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, and slowly but surely, it became a big practice here in America. So before you know it, um, in urban areas, folks were bringing in Christmas trees. Out in the country, folks would go still, you know, go out in the woods and bring their axe or their saw and chop down a tree and, and drag it into their house, and it became a, a big deal in America. And then as, the, uh, as, as, we, as we grew as a country, it became a, a bigger and bigger deal. Um, the uh, the Rockefeller tree in New York City that first year was in 1931, and if you guys remember, that was in the midst of the Depression, and the uh, the Rockefeller family was actually still a big part of uh, of the Rockefeller Center. The family was still involved, and they wanted to to do something for the community, not just in New York, but really in America to to. Uh, Brighten everyone's spirit, right? Again, it is the most wonderful time of the year. So that's when that tradition started. It was 1931 was the first Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. And I think I saw um, just the other day the this year's tree is going to be 79 feet tall. They found it in... Uh, Right outside of Maryland, or I think Rockville, Maryland, where they found it, and it's a it's a 79 foot Norway spruce that they're gonna that they're gonna bring up there. And before you know it, we'll see the cranes and all the all the scaffolding they use to light that baby up. Um, and so, really, by the by the 50s, the industry was humming along, and and lots of folks ended up um, lots of farmers ended up converting their lands in in uh, North Carolina and some of the more mountainous areas where these trees grow. Actually, really began to commercially farm the trees because the demand was so great. Uh, that's when the Fraser fir kind of first became popular as a Christmas tree. Was the late '50s in in Western North Carolina. A couple couple farmers up there were pretty integral into into making it a, a commercial tree for everybody. And at this point, it's really it really is a big business. Uh, as I mentioned before, there's going to be about 35 million Christmas trees sold in America this year. That won't include the number of people that go out on their own and chop one down. Pretty much every national forest out, uh, especially out west, allows folks to to grab a permit, and I think they're like five bucks, and you can go out there and, and grab a Christmas tree. So it really has has been a, a tradition in this country for a long time. And 
that really is the best part about it, right? Everybody has memories of decorating the tree when they're young and whatever their process was, whether that's going out in the woods with, with mom and dad and, and cutting the tree down or going to their favorite Christmas tree lot and picking one out. It's just it's such a great time of year. We love having the kids out there. We know we're creating memories for years and years to come. Well, you know, it, it, uh, you know, when you talk about the evolution how it, it, in Europe and coming to America and all that, and also they start up in the White House. It's a big deal to have the Christmas tree lighting on the White House lawn, right? Absolutely. I think it was uh, Calvin Coolidge in 1923 was the first American president to uh, to bring a Christmas tree into the White House and make that that lighting ceremony. And yeah, at this point, it's a it's a big deal, right? Everyone yeah, kind of it's a TV special every year. It's a TV special, and uh, there's some there's some pretty extreme competition between some farmers to be the to be the farm that got the, right. the tree that goes in the White House. And uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what President Biden. Picks out this year, I'm sure we'll know in a, in a couple of weeks. And they also have that special Dan uh, Christmas in the White House, where the First Lady will take you around all through the White House. They have like what, like a hundred Christmas trees, all different themes in the different rooms, depending on what room it is, right? You know, you think yeah, about exactly that? right. They they uh, they make a big deal out of it th- at this point, and it's again, it's a such a great time of year to kind of look away from some of the troubles you've been having and focus on the the fun and the festivities of Christmas. And uh, it's great that the White House has joined in with that. I know that, um, yeah, for the past couple of years, it's really been a a big deal. And um, the White House produces a special ornament every year. And uh, there's some select people who who get a hold of one of those ornaments. So, yeah, it becomes a big deal. And what's also cool, so many cities around America have made uh, uh, Christmas tree a big part of their celebration. Um, You know, here in Atlanta, we're used to seeing there's a a big tree on top of Northside Hospital. And there's another one down there at uh, Atlantic Mall. There's another big tree a lot of old school atlantans remember the old pink pig where you could go on the uh, uh roller coaster ride there i remember doing that as a child so yeah and, and you know, i know swanee does a big light display i mean there's all sorts of great, great every town square now. right has yeah, a big absolutely. tree you probably provide some of those we do we uh we, we we put some big ones up for some folks yeah yeah well, I'm just hoping Biden uh, uses a little better judgment on the Christmas tree than he has with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can help him. If you need yeah, someone to call, yeah, give yeah, us a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Right. Um, listen, I as we go through this, and Matt's just awesome when he does this. I mean, he could... He could he, teach a class on this stuff. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. This is Mr. Christmas. I'm telling you right here. He's, and by the way, he doesn't even have notes for all this. That's I just right. want to let everybody know. He, because this, that's his passion. This I mean, is he's the, the, real, he's the real deal, folks. <laughs> Listen, that honestly, it was, uh, it, it, it was a tradition in my family. My, my mom, uh, I love her to death. She still loves Christmas, and uh, she really made Christmas a special time for us. We'd, we'd come home from school one day, and all of a sudden there's garland up everywhere and wreaths on the windows, and, and uh, much to my dad annoyance he's out there putting <laughs> putting christmas lights on the bushes and trees outside and everything like that but right. she really made a big effort to make it special for us and i just loved it and uh i didn't necessarily know that it was going to become my my career but right. here we are right right that sounds like my house doesn't yeah i i know <laughs> dan's wife yeah, loves christmas and loves to decorate and Dan, uh, Dan's not anti-Christmas. How would you explain the way you feel about I, you it? You know, Dan? listen, I hate to even say this, this is a Christmas show, but it is my most difficult month of the year. I, I go out and I see all my good customers, my management companies, and I drop baskets off. And, you know, you feel good about doing that stuff. Absolutely. And I'm talking to everybody. But how do you get your other work done, right? When you're when you're out driving around for three weeks, dropping off baskets, talking to, to everybody. So it, it puts a lot of pressure on me. And, um, and and listen, your bonuses, you're in stuff. You know, it just, it feels like everything's caving in all at one time on, on me. But as soon as I get to Christmas Eve, then I'm having Pressure's a great off. time. Yeah, then yeah. I'm having a great time. I just wish, you know, at some point in my life, it'd be nice to 
to actually really be able to enjoy Christmas the way everybody else does. But my wife loves it, and we've got so many decorations. And you got two young boys. I got two young boys. You and got she, two boys, right? I do. I got two two boys as well. Absolutely. I remember when yeah. the first one was born. Yeah, absolutely. No, not you know, Dan, you're you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people who the holidays do end up becoming stressful for them, and honestly, that is a big part of our business. Some of the uh, really all the services we do is based on trying to alleviate that stress. It's a great time of year, but yeah, it is stressful. You got holiday parties to go to, and yeah, uh, you can relate you know, to this. I absolutely sure. can relate to it. So we, you know, one of our one of our little taglines is "Make Christmas Easy," uh, and that's by picking up the phone or calling or clicking uh, uh, us at six seven eight nine six four seven zero six six or traditiontrees.com. We really try to make make the folks uh, make Christmas easy for folks. You guys will appreciate this. We have a we have a package online where you get a, a Christmas tree, a wreath, and some garland. What do we call it? The marriage saver, right? <laughs> uh, there you go. It, it is uh, it is stressful. I mean, honestly, we get uh, a lot of times it is the wife who wants to make the decision on the tree, and I want this decorations, and I want these lights on the outside. But for us, uh, uh, we'll we'll deliver a tree and and install it, and uh, the wife's ecstatic, but uh, the husband's the one who's giving us the high five because the tree's straight. There was no argument about whether it's straight. What's the best side? We take care of all that for folks and try to make it super easy for everybody. Well, you know, what's interesting, we were, you know, uh, Matt was given the evolution and the history of the Christmas tree up till now. And what, what I find really interesting and refreshing, and I think it's really cool, no pun intended, uh, that people that aren't even Christian, I don't care if they're Jewish or Muslim or atheist or whatever, the Christmas tree has actually crossed over and become a secular symbol of this time of year, the holiday time. Everybody loves a Christmas tree. I don't know anybody who doesn't love a Christmas tree, and they all want one, don't they, Matt? I tell you what, we're, we are blessed with uh, with high demand, no doubt about it. Uh, and yeah, it has it has kind of crossed over again. It's it's almost a symbol of of the season, the season of giving and and time to reflect and think about the past year and uh, look out for the loved ones, uh, friends and family, and you know give a little gift here and there, or, or at least a, a big hey, I love you, you know. And um, yeah, the the tree really can symbolize that, and and folks can gather around it. Again, we always try to tell everyone don't forget the reason for the season but uh the tree is kind of the focal point it's it's uh it, there's so much magic and wonder we get we get photos that it's it's really so wonderful at, the, at this time of year where we get photos from our, our customers and they have the the tree all lit up with all the ornaments on it and you can just see the wonder in the in the kids eyes as they're looking at the tree and it's it's a great it's a great time of year oh yeah you know I, i'm gonna shift gears just a little bit and then we're gonna maybe get into some other services that you offer but when you're growing a, a Christmas tree, what are, I mean, and you talked about North Carolina, whatever, what are those conditions that really make for a, a good place to plant a, a Christmas tree and grow? Sure. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the fir varieties, that's your, your Douglas fir, your noble fir, and again, the, the Fraser fir native to, uh, to Southern Appalachia, they grow really slow. They grow about a foot a year. The growing season's slow. Uh, up in North Carolina, uh, the growing season starts usually in, in early May, and then uh, it's done by uh, really 4th of July. After the 4th of July is when we start looking at um, our shearing schedule. We'll go in and trim the trees up and start start trying to keep them looking good for the for the Christmas season. Um, yeah, so a, a seven to eight foot tree, believe it or not, is like eight, nine, ten years old. We put them in the ground as seedlings. They're usually about two or three feet tall, and they've already been growing for about two years at that point when we've when we put them in the ground. Uh, a lot of times these days they'll have uh, the, the the seed stock is from North Carolina, but um, some of the big lumber companies actually produce the best 
uh, Christmas tree seedlings. So they'll take Appalachian seed stock, take it out to the West Coast in their big nurseries out there where they can uh, culture the seed and then have a little what they call a plug. And then that plug becomes a seedling. And then at that point, it's pretty much ready to go in the ground. So we'll normally start planting in um, late March, early April. It's definitely weather dependent. Um, and again, even in the mountains of Appalachia, you have uh, you can kind of and an hour later, the weather will change, right? So we'll uh, we'll kind of look for a good a good two or three week weather pattern and try to get all the trees in the ground. Um, there's not a ton to do during the summertime. It's mainly just kind of monitoring. Uh, we'll do a little fertilizing in the springtime too, and then uh, shearing starts up in uh, again late July, August, and then we'll start tagging trees that are going to be ready for retail um, in August and September. And then uh, before you know it, the crews are cranking up those chainsaws and getting ready to uh, getting ready to cut. So so right now there are you know, hundreds, if not thousands of folks with, uh, with saws in their hands, slicing and dicing, getting those things ready for sale. What's the lifespan of a tree once it's cut, the average lifespan? Um, again, if you, if you get a good quality tree, like a Fraser fir, uh, any of the fir varieties, we recommend more than the pine varieties. They just tend to hold up a little bit better. The pines are nice that um, they'll hold on to their needles. They're not going to necessarily shed a whole heck of a lot, but they will get kind of dry and brittle. Um, but we have customers, believe it or not, we remove trees for folks, and uh, we have some, some stragglers that sometimes we're not taking trees out till the end of January, early February. And uh, some of those trees are still fresh as a daisy because they've taken good care of them. That's great. You know, I, I know you went through kind of about how – long it, it it takes to grow these but to get to seven foot what what what, what how about how many years is that? yeah so a seven foot tree is honestly going to be close to eight nine even ten years old sometimes <sighs> depending on uh the tr- the the season we'll have sometimes if there's a late frost it'll kind of nip the new growth in the bud and that thing's not going to grow that much that year um and that's why it's uh you know, I, 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 the, the farm side is really difficult to manage your, your crops because you're really thinking, you know, five, six, seven years out when you put a tree in the ground, you know that it's going to be in the ground for for really at least four or five years before you cut. And that would be cutting like a, you know, a five or a six foot or you're you're cutting after it's been in the ground for about five or six years. So there are when you when you go up to uh, kind of the Boone area and um, Ash County, Buncombe County up there in North Carolina, and you see these big, big farms. There is so much planning that goes into how many, how, you know, where we're going to cut, how many trees we're going to cut each year. It's, uh, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of math that goes into it, no doubt about it. What about the stands that we use to put our trees in? How important are they? And if somebody wants to get a stand, do you provide stands? Can they get a stand from you? Absolutely. We have uh, our, our, our bread and butter stand is the Cinco stand. Um, it's made by a guy in Texas. It's American made. It's a great hard plastic stand. Um, he's not experiencing the supply chain difficulties because uh, he's, he's choosing to manufacture in America from the, from the start. He's a, he's a great guy, and he's designed a really great stand. Uh, I nerd out about Christmas trees. This guy nerds out about Christmas tree stands. The biggest thing about a stand is making sure – Obviously, it's up to the task of holding the weight of the tree. Other than that, you want to make sure about water quantity. And that's, again, where we love the Cinco stand. He's designed a stand that can hold big, big trees. He, he basically makes it in three sizes. And um, even the smallest size tree can hold two gallons of water. The bigger size trees hold closer to four. We also have some big commercial grade stands. If you need that uh, 12, 13, 14 footer, we got stands that'll hold it as well. Um, again, I recommend everyone buying a stand from the Christmas tree retailer, uh, you know, the big boxes again, have some stands, but they're buying the the cheapest thing they can, that they can sell a ton of them. They're not great stands. You will, the price is what you pay values, what you get. It's worth investing in a good stand because you can use it year after year. The Cinco stand has a 10 year warranty on it. Well, listen, one thing, you know, it's, it's kind of the downside of this stuff around Christmas time is you hear about the fires and the, you know, when that tree gets brittle and, you know, it's been up for how long and some people are probably waited a little too long to get them out. Sure. Um, 
Talk about maybe the time that that we, you know, we should make sure we get those trees out. Sure. And what can we do safety wise to to make sure we don't start a fire in the house? Absolutely. So uh, it starts with you know positioning the tree. Nothing too close to a fireplace obviously would make a whole lot of sense. Back to what we were saying before with uh, good tree care, keeping that tree watered is is half the battle. That that tree that has a lot of water in it is not going to be as uh, you know, ready to burn if there was a flame attached to it. Um, lighting your tree, you got to look, be careful with uh, with lights and stuff, and make sure your electrical capacity can handle it. Um, at this point, it's hard to even find an incandescent light uh, for a Christmas tree. Most lights are LED at this point, which is honestly a great safety factor because they're just not having to carry as many amps through the through the circuits there. So that's going to limit the, uh, the the possibilities there. But um, turning off any heat vents, you know, even um, you can turn the vent off or uh, you know put something over the vent so it's not going to not going to dry out that tree can can help a lot as well do you have any tips on how we should decorate our tree you know the beauty of uh, of Christmas is that uh, you can get as creative as you want to be. You'll see all sorts of different color schemes. Everyone, some some folks like the classic white lights with uh, you know a silver and, and gold kind of ball color or ornament color. Um, and at this point, I like a good multicolored tree. Believe it or not, my kids like to see That's all those different like colors. Too, yeah. yeah, the good old kind of retro fifties uh, look is, yeah. is cool. Again, there's so much technology out there. There are, are uh, a bunch of companies. Um, we actually uh, buy from Wintergreen Corporation. They're actually local to Atlanta. They're up in Alpharetta, and we buy all of our Christmas lights from those guys. They, they have a bunch of great products. Uh, they're at Christmas Lights, et cetera, on the, uh, on the web, and um, they've got uh, different bulb sizes and different, uh, you know, colors and and any kind of color scheme you can think of uh they they have uh folks still love doing tinsel and and all sorts of stuff i would from a safety perspective you want to make sure that you're not overloading one side of the tree or the other so one side doesn't get too heavy uh it's easy to forget about that back side but uh you know throw a couple ornaments on there just to make sure that you even that thing out well people always have a question about how many lights to put on a tree depending on how many f- how tall sure. it is can you yep. give some tips yeah on that? i mean a, a good a good rule of thumb would be a hundred hundred lights per foot so you oh, can wow. kind of yeah which is uh, now that's, that's going to be a that's going to be a well lit 300 right yeah man. that's going to be a well-lit tree no doubt about it um part of it has to do with what size so kind of uh, the classic mini light that's that smaller smaller bulb size that looks about um you know maybe the an inch or so is the is, the, is a classic mini light um again that's where we go with about 100 a foot um we've got crews we do bring people lit trees um and uh yeah we that's kind of the, our rule of thumb is 100 100 lights a foot um you can use some bigger size bulbs though like a c7 or a c9 where you wouldn't quite need as many because uh the bigger bulb obviously broadcasts a little bit more light i remember when we were kids that those lights just get so hot yeah you'd burn your face you're right absolutely that's again we're thankfully we're uh, we're in the led days right. and uh right. you don't get that that high heat content all right man i'm the toughest question of the, the day here oh the star or the angel on top of the tree? Ooh, again. Oh, my God. Decisions, <laughs> decisions. The, the the question that has rocked the ages. Listen, for a lot of families, it kind of goes back and forth, right? This is, uh, this is it's not Republican, Democrat, right? It's star or angel. Uh, uh, I don't know. I go with the star. We've got a good old classic star on our uh, on our tree. Now, my mom goes with an angel. I'm not sure, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, again, beauty's in the eye of the boulder, right? Yeah, so there's no hot trends with that, huh? You know, bows actually have become kind of a big oh, deal. So really? we're seeing a lot more bows on top of trees these days. What about the use of re- of real reefs and garland? Good idea or not? I think so. I mean, it's uh, it's back to again. There's there's nothing quite like the real the real thing, right? I mean, it's uh, they make some 
you know, high quality artificial stuff. For folks who are going to do a ton of decorating, if you're going to do the the wreaths on the windows and all that kind of stuff, yeah, nothing wrong with getting an artificial tree because it's you're not going to be right up close to it. For your front door, I would har- highly recommend a, a nice real wreath, you know, and we make wreaths, uh, we hand make all our wreaths uh, with, uh, we normally use a Fraser fir bra- uh, base, but we'll bring in, you know, magnolia and uh, juniper and cedar and all mix all sorts of stuff in there to really make a, a big impact for that front door, especially if y'all are hosting a, a, a party or having friends over or whatever that that real wreath is uh is impressive and same thing with garland uh again there's some folks who have uh allergies and stuff and they don't necessarily want the whole the the real tree but just having like a little bit of greenery in the house that's real kind of helps helps bring the season home what about the perception of some people that hesitate to be by a real tree because they think they're bringing bugs in the house or it's dirty or whatever? Sure. I mean, there is a it is a live tree, uh, so there can be potential that to have uh, have bugs, but we mitigate that at the farm. We'll do a little <laughs> mist of, of pesticide in, in October that usually knocks out any bugs there. It can happen, but it, it really is uh, not common. Yeah, I've never experienced it. Well, yeah. listen, we're up against a break, and I, we're really enjoying Matt Bowman here from Tradition Trees. Dan, we're going to talk more. I, I heard he's got a special Christmas offer here for our audience. So don't go away, folks. We'll be back right after this break. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearcos, and if you're just joining us, wow, what a great show. We're here with Matt Bowman of Tradition Trees talking about all things to do with Christmas trees, how to decorate them, how to, t- how to pick one, how to take care of it, the history of the uh, uh, Christmas tree. And folks, listen, I just want to remind you, you can go to the Extra 106.3 website, pull down the menu bar of the shows, look for the All Four Seasons Home Show. And if you miss this show today, you can go on there in just a day or two and you can listen to the show anytime you want. Talk to your friends because there's a lot of valuable information that Matt's sharing. So getting right back, Dan, you had a question for Matt. Well, yeah, yeah, listen, I know there are people that are doing multiple trees in the house is that something that you sell as well absolutely uh obviously we encourage people to buy as many christmas trees as they <laughs> as they feel like having but it's become it definitely has become a big trend uh you know we have bigger homes these days and sometimes there's a, a kid's room or uh, maybe a guest room even uh it's very popular to have the outside patio tree um folks are are going to be watching the georgia game uh, uh georgia georgia tech and and the sec championship uh, out on their porches and so yeah we're seeing people buy two or three trees at home we have uh we bring in a ton of little tabletop trees that are perfect for little kids rooms or a little kid 
gift, you know, a, a Christmas tree gift for folks who who might not have a big family to celebrate, but it's a it's a great way to kind of give someone something to help them celebrate the season. So yeah, we've been seeing folks buy multiple trees. Uh, it's definitely become a bigger trend the past few years. Now, Matt. Dan, for instance, who's probably a representative of many men, abhors decorating the outside of his house with lights and all, but his wife wants that. What's the solution for tradition trees for Mr. Watkins? Hey, so, real quick, not everybody's Clark Griswold like Jim over there. <laughs> right, right. We definitely, uh, we, we encourage the, uh, we call it the epic Christmas, right? Where uh, you can go Griswold and do the old checkerboard right across the across the roof. We don't, uh, we don't quite recommend that many lights, but yeah, it's so much fun to have lights on the outside of the house. Uh, tons of neighborhoods get into it where, you know, almost every other house have has lights on there. Um, icicle lights hanging from the gutter lines, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little maple tree in the front yard having having Christmas lights all over it. Uh, we do a ton of lighting. We've got three crews out right now still putting up lights on people's homes and landscapes. Um, if you're going to do it yourself, we do. Uh, there is some plenty of safety tips. First, basic ladder safety, right? If you're going to be up on a ladder, make sure you got someone near you who can support the ladder if it's not on level ground and uh, just obviously being very, very careful. Uh, there's all sorts of cool tools and, and hardware to help make the job easier. Uh, there's clips that can fit on the lights. To, if you're going to do a gutter line or a roof line, there's going to be uh, little hand, special handles that can help extend your arm to get to get trees to uh, or to get lights to, to the hard to reach corners. Symmetry is a big part if you're doing shrubs and trees. We recommend kind of a palm width as you're, as you're spacing. Um, you'll see some folks who uh, obviously are in a hurry and they just do uh, kind of wrap after wrap after wrap and they'll be kind of, the trunk will be, uh, will glow, right? But there's not, uh, it doesn't look necessarily super pretty. So kind of keep that, that palm width as a, as a good symmetrical standard when you're wrapping a branch on a, on a landscape tree. Same things if you're doing shrubs, you can kind of think about that, that palm width spacing provides plenty of light, makes everything look really nice and uh, keeps it nice and simple. And of course, safety first. If you're not comfortable on a ladder, don't get on it. You can give us a call. We'll come out there and, and take care of your lights for you. Well, you know, Matt, I want you to real quick, just go down the bullet points here, all the services you provide, because folks, you just can't go to a tradition tree lot and get a great Christmas tree and wreaths and garland and get a great Christmas tree stand. There's other services here. You just touched on them, but review everything you guys do, because I mean, you're a one-stop shop. We really are. And, and uh, I've stopped telling people we're a Christmas tree company. I just tell everyone we're a full service Christmas company. We do a little bit of everything. We've had tree, we've had uh, guys out lighting houses and homes since uh, really just before October. Uh, before Halloween. Um, so we can handle all your exterior Christmas lights. We deliver, install, we remove and recycle your Christmas tree, making it super easy. We come in with a shop vac after the season, clean up whatever needles are left over, move furniture back, whatever you need, we'll take care of it. Uh, we also provide decorating services. If you want that tree fully decorated, we can do that. We sell tons of pre-lit trees where you can put the ornaments up yourself, but uh, you don't have to go through the tedium of wrapping every branch like we do. Uh, again, we have all sorts of color schemes to choose from, and we've even provided gift wrap services for folks. So really, if you think anything with Christmas, we take care of it. We've even done organizing after Christmas, after you get all those, the new bikes and the new new basketball goals and all that kind of stuff. We've, we've assembled toys for people. We'll move boxes. Uh, we'll help declutter after the Christmas service. So anything that has to do with Christmas, we'll take care of it. We want to make Christmas easy for you. And that's, that's what we're there to do. You know, Matt, what do you do when this is over? Do you just sleep for about six months or do yeah, you have any other services? <laughs> Absolutely. I love to, uh, I love to, February is, is probably my favorite month of the year because <laughs> by, by February we've got uh, all the bookkeeping done. Our warehouse is back full of all the stuff that it takes to uh, to do this business. It really is the hardest part about the business is pulling it out of the closet every year, just like you, you do at home, right? You get your decorations out. Well, we have to do that for all our Christmas tree lots. We store all the lights for all our customers who uh, we put lights on their homes for them. It's hard for us 
us to uh, get to someone's house and oh, where did I put those Christmas lights? And before you know, it, we're in the crawl space and we're pulling out this rat's nest of, uh, of <laughs> Christmas lights. So we store lights for people and we've got a big, we've got about a, a 4,000 square foot warehouse that's uh, uh, busting at the seams uh, come come early February. Um, I actually run a couple other businesses um, all under the tradition brand. We've got a hand car wash and a garden center on uh, 2154 Briarcliff Road where we do a good old fashioned hand wash. We've got a mobile detail crew. So if you need a, a car wash and you don't have time to get to our location, we'll come to you and we'll clean up your clean up your car. We have uh, fleet services for businesses like All Four Seasons. Um, and then we've got this great garden center where we do, uh, again, it's a, gar- people's gardens are another um, really emotional product that people have, but it's a lot of work, right? If you want a veggie garden, it can take a, take a lot of effort to do that. We get people started on the right foot. We'll get a garden set up for you. Uh, we do that all summer. And then we got a, another kind of basic home services business where we pressure wash driveways or clean your gutters, kind of that honeydew list. That's what we do best. Great. This guy, when I don't know when he sleeps. Hey. I mean, I really don't. I, I mean, just what he just told me. I don't know his time for the energy. Trees. I mean, the energy <laughs> the that he lights. has. I mean, gosh, what a what a crew. You know, it's and and also every year it seems like the holiday season, Matt, gets pushed a little earlier, a little earlier. So you guys are having to rev up even earlier. That's true. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's that's crazy. evolved over the years. It, it, it has. It's it's kind of one of those things where uh, uh, Halloween is over with, and right away, well, the phone starts ringing for us of, "Hey, when are your Christmas trees getting here? When can I get a tree?" Uh, it has gotten early and earlier. We've been busier early and earlier than we ever have before. Again, I know uh, right around Thanksgiving right now. I mean, I highly recommend folks to get out there and get your Christmas tree. There will not be too many trees in Atlanta by December tenth, fifteenth ish. I I will I anticipate us being us being sold out, and I imagine all the other retailers around town. Well, Matt, we're at the end of our show here, but I know you said you'd like to have a special offer for the All Four Seasons Home Show audience. You want to share that with them now? Absolutely. If anyone wants to visit one of our locations and mentions the All Four Seasons Show, uh, we're happy to give you $5 off. We'll get a promo code up on the website, too, if you want to click on traditioncompany.com, click on the holidays, uh, Christmas trees button, and you can shop there, and we'll give you a little $5 off coupon there as well. Fantastic. And how do folks get in contact with Tradition Trees? We've got a, uh, a phone line that's uh, 678-964-7066. That also takes text. People love texting these days, and that's honestly uh, a great thing for folks. They can just text us, that's whatever great. their order is. And it is I like easy it. To, absolutely. And you can, uh, of course, go online to either traditiontrees.com or yeah. traditioncompany.com and shop for your Christmas tree. And give us that phone number again if they want to text. Sure. Call or text 678 678- Nine six four seven zero six six, and the website one more time www.traditioncompany.com folks get out there and get your christmas tree early or you're not going to get one right dan it sounds like it sounds right like, dan hey it sounds like it's not just uh you know garage doors and every other wood and everything else it's 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 even the trees this year yes so, it is so matt moving. Matt Bowman of Tradition Trees, thank you so much for sharing your time and knowledge with us at the busiest time of the year for you. You're fantastic. You are Mr. Christmas, isn't he, Dan? He is. I appreciate being here, guys. Thank you all so much. Merry Christmas. Everybody get out there, get your tree, get your house decorated by Tradition Trees. Have a great week. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com save. That's worthybonds.com save. And save and win. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.